When it comes to refrigeration, convenience is at the very heart of a Danday refrigeration. A perfect choice for convenience retailers, a Danday's patented modular units deliver so many efficiencies, it's no wonder multi-site brands such as Get-Go and Sheets are installing these temperature-stable, hold-the-cold fridges across their U.S. food courts. To find out how a Danday can help you deliver great-tasting product for your customers, save you energy and space, and improve operational efficiencies, go to adande.co.uk or adande.com. Professionals in the know, choose Adande. You're listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast, brought to you by Global Convenience Store Focus. Shop Talk Live is a unique video and podcast series featuring senior retail executives in the global convenience, fuels, and mobility retail industry, hosted by Dan Munford and Carolyn Schneer. Welcome to Shop Talk Live. In this episode, we travel to the United States, where we talk with Tony El Namir and Joe Hamza from Nuria Energy in Boston. We will hear where they are now on their brand building journey centered around a distinguished fresh food offer, welcoming store design, and a people-centric culture. Nuria has a fascinating history and a bright future. I invite you to check out the entire video with Nuria Energy on episode number 50 at globalconvenienceStoreFocus.co.uk. I'm just going to jump right in and introduce today's retailer guests because I'm really excited to talk with them. We're going to talk with two leaders at Nuria Energy Corporation, in fact, recently named Convenience Store Decisions 2022 Chain of the Year. And Nuria is headquartered in Massachusetts, which is my home away from home. It's where my extended family lives and we go up every summer. Beautiful stores. And earlier this year, we featured Nuria in Global Convenience Store Focus, um, which is a beautiful story. I'd invite everybody to check it out. Yeah, you know, I'm excited about this. I mean, this article, Carolyn, had a huge uh, response on on our, you know, in terms of uh, readers on our Global Sea Store Focus site, with good reason. Because if you're really trying to, you know, write the convenience playbook in terms of how to build a brand, how to develop proprietary products, you know, how to focus on female customers and and you know, bring more of those into your store, you know, how to how to do do it all and really grow a business uh, incredible story the, this is what uh, nuria are doing you know so delighted to to have the chance to speak to them with you today we have with us tony elnamir the founder and ceo of nuria as well as my friend for many years joe hamza who is the chief operating officer and head of retail and marketing for nuria tony and joe welcome hi tony hi hi joe think i mean thinking <laughs> about the um you know, the story, the Nuria story. Um, maybe I could put the first question to you, Tony. So you you if you if we look back a few years, you know, you you you've got a you've got a, a big business. You're up to 170 sites now, aren't you? But you've, you know, historically the, the business has has flown several brand flags, hasn't it? You know, that was where the business came from, which is very normal in our in our sector. And then you, you know, you had the vision of creating the Nuria brand. Um can you tell us a bit about the company, how it started and how it evolved, just to give us the sort of origin story and where, where you came from? Sure. I emigrated to United States in 1983. I was 19 years old. I came to the States alone to attend college. I went to Northeastern University for mechanical engineering. And while I was in college, I worked at the gas station that fell in love with the concept of the business. 
1989, I bought my first location as a dealer, a small bay operator location with a, with a four-footer rack of candies. That's where the convenience stores used to be in the 1989. Through the years, uh, I started to grow the company because I had a vision um, from the beginning uh, to build a multi-generational company that sets the standards in guest service and team member satisfaction, making us the store, the employer, the partner, the supplier, and the neighbor of choice. Through the years, um, I stayed as a dealer till around 2006. In 2000, and you know through the years as well, that uh, the companies and the, the market, uh, the convenience market has evolved. And we were nimble enough to change with the change and adapt to the new uh, needs for our market. With that in mind, we developed the company values that aligned with our mission. Our core values that help keep our culture positive, strong, and highly engaged is by educating, by empowering, by inspiring, by incentivizing, and by instilling accountability at all levels in our organization. That's how our company grew through the 33 years. That's how we remain bonded to the same ideals that we have made us successful. It's the passion of delighting our guests and caring for our people. Our people today, we have strong 17, 1800 personnel. They feel that we are a family business, even though we run a big company. Today, we continue this journey with a mission to deliver ultimate guest experience, creating delight with every visit. As you know me, I traveled enough to see the changes and with the teams and leaders that surrounded by myself, especially Joe, we became who we are today. Well, it's a heck. It's a heck of a story. I mean, Tony, I, I remember you. You obviously coming on many of our European events where we were looking at, you know, best practice in Europe. And you know, um, you, could, Frank, Carolyn, you you can tell that uh, that that some of those ideas, you know, um, resonated with with Tony. And you can see them, and certainly you can see them playing a part in the in, in the Nuria Energy story. So yeah, I think it's a it's. A, I mean, first up, we've all watched the video um of uh of, you know the background of the business tony and you know first up you know massive congratulations to, to, to what you've done maybe um carolyn you'd like to pick up from 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 here well sure so um i know you started with and this is just me i've read your article i know a little bit about the background and everything um you started with branded sites and um as dan you mentioned in the beginning slowly transitioned them over to nuria sites um so 
with that, um, Joe, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, talk about how that rebrand came about, how you went from uh, multi-branded, multi-flag um, sites and still have some, I think. How did you get to where you are right today? Sure. Um, thank you, Carolyn. So um, I'm going to tell a little story. Um, when I started with a company about six years ago, um, our, our company was much smaller at that time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I talked to Tony, he shared his vision with me, uh, and I love the vision. I love where he saw the company, uh, in the future. So literally before I came even to the office, uh, I spent a couple of weeks, uh, visiting stores and meeting with our, uh, store managers and associates. At that time, uh, the company, uh, or the Noria Energy, the brand that is, was only a corporate name. It wasn't really a uh, customer-facing brand. So our locations were referred to by the fuel brand they offered. Um, so what I took from the field were two important observations. Number one, uh, we had uh, great locations and awesome, friendly field staff. And um, the other thing is when I asked our managers and our associates, what is it most important? What do you want us to improve? Uh, the most common answer was really education and training. Where we started is at the core of the company, uh, basically our people, right? Because we wanted to define uh, what the uh, culture uh, values were, right? And, educate, empower, inspire, incentivize, and instill accountability at all level. And we, we felt that, you know, before we can ask our people to deliver on, as our, on our aspirations as a brand, we need to ensure that they were educated on, on and in the, in the mission, right? <clears throat> and before they could be uh, empowered to make decisions, we wanted to make sure that they understood what, what, it, what it was that we were asking them to do. Uh, we also wanted them to be, uh, to inspire one another, uh, to, to, uh, to, to meet, uh, again, our, our objectives. Uh, and we Jack wanted to have the right incentives for them. Uh, and of course, at the end of the day, we all wanted to hold one, one another uh, accountable uh, to our roles and responsibilities. Um, and we wanted to ensure that our, again, our, 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 our team members were really engaged and understood what our mission was. Uh, into turning, again, our, uh, the Nuria brand aspirations into reality. Can I just ask, you know, what happened? Um, what was the experience um, from your Nuria Energy's point of view when you did that? You know, obviously you've done this to some of your sites. What, yeah. what, was the, what, was, what happened? As we know, that creates a lot of confusion with our, uh, with our guests. Uh, and we all know that, that the first thing uh, customers see is what's a highline sign. And that obviously resonates with them uh, and that's how they view the brand. So we wanted to ensure that we had consistency, consistent th consistency sorry, throughout our location, starting from the street sign and canopy to, yeah. to the store interior. Well, and I think to, to that end, it's something um, that we've heard time and time again is when a customer is driving by, if they see a shell, which is what we saw in that photo. If they see, you know, an Exxon and they're like, wow, that was a great store. Those, those shell employees were really excitingly nice. I loved being in there. And meanwhile, it's Noria. It's a Nor Those are Noria employees. Those are, um, those are your fans, your biggest fans inside that store. And, 
you know, and Shell is getting all the credit for it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's also um, to that end, I can see why you would like to do that because you're also very active in the community, but we can get into that later as well. But um, but yeah, so you are doing getting the credit for all the good, the training, the education and the values that you share by branding that as Nuria. And that's that's really showing now in, in terms of how customers view us, um, obviously through uh, the communication that we have directly with them today. Um, where before, uh, you know, we couldn't do the things that we were doing today. You know, for example, um, we couldn't have uh, really driven the, the message about our values and, and mission, vision with our people, with our own people, without a brand. So uh, that's why it was critical for us to make sure. Uh, that Nuria had its own brand and built on that brand through, again, the relationships that we built over time with our customers. So before we move on, um, I wanted to really quickly also just say, so mm. you have two two branded sites now and the rest are working their way there. I know you have a lot of contracts, I think, as well. Well, we have a lot more than that. We're actually up to uh, 14 now branded, fully oh, branded sites. Um, and we continue to do that. We have uh, over uh, 25 projects uh, next year between rebrand and uh, MTIs. Uh, and that, that actually might be more, uh, depending on how fast we can build them, to be honest, because uh, that's <laughs> been an issue with the supply chain, trying to get uh, new stores built. So, so just thinking about how that's taking shape, you know, we 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 can understand the power of what you're doing with with the with the Nuria brand. What about the 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 proposition in terms of food service and Nuria Cafe? And you know what's the what's the strategy? What's the vision behind that? So again, the you know uh, the vision basically is to continue to build on on the brand we were creating and 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 the brand that we're positioning in our market. So over the past five years. Basically, you know, as as we talked about, we've been rebranding the, the locations uh, with the Nuria brand. brand. And while you know, all at the same time, really cultivating a family of proprietary brands in the CPG area, uh, with the chips and candy and 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 soda uh, and food. Uh, Nuria uh, Cafe Nuria with uh, dispensed beverages. Uh, uh, and uh, Nuria's Kitchen with our commissary and MTO uh, product, all with an aim to, to really create a superior uh, value uh, family product. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, in fact, an interesting story that I'll tell, um, in 2016, we introduced our first proprietary product in the uh, candy and um, actually two products, can, candy and, and soda, before we even had the Nuria brand on our building, um, mm. before even our first branded store. And the idea was there to introduce the product under our name uh, to our customers so they can really feel and taste the value that they're receiving from a brand and the quality that obviously comes with the, uh, our products or the products that we, uh, that we make for our customers. Uh, and earned us, I mean, many people would, uh, many guests will ask, you know who's Nuria at the time uh, when they when they look at the product. You know, is this is this your company? So that there was a lot of conversation about the brand before we even uh, branded our first store, uh, which is something obviously you want to do uh, to, to to get ready to introduce a, a great brand like like Nuria. 
And do you think, regarding this proprietary brand, do you think that's a key part of the? And we talk, I talked about convenience playbook, but is that is that a key part of the strategy? Do you think to have a lot of own own label, own brand products in the store with your brand on that that uh, you know is um, is helping it reinforce that that message? Absolutely, absolutely, and I think people uh, can relate. The brand is an abstract, right? So the Nuria brand is only felt through. Uh, the experience they have in the stores, that's how they feel the brand and understand what the brand is. So we, one of the things that we do in, in, in terms of the, the, the products, we, we try to look at uh, uh, products under our, uh, you know, Minoria brand that really complement uh, their, uh, their counterpart uh, national products. Not, not so much duplicate, uh, what we want is an extension of what already exists uh, so that we can obviously uh, gain organic growth uh, in those categories. We don't want people to switch from one product to another. That doesn't help anybody. Uh, what we want is really to grow the category uh, within uh, that those products represent. Who are your main competitors, um, Joe, in terms of the, the markets that you're, you're in? Uh, well, our biggest competitor is ourselves. We, you know, we 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 focus on our own game uh, strategy. Quite honestly, uh, we uh, we we look outside for inspiration. Obviously, we have a lot of respect for our uh, direct competitors. They do things differently than we do, and we do them differently than because we are who we are. We are Nuria. Uh, we have uh, unique uh, opportunities and challenges. Quite honestly. So we play by our own, um, by own, uh, you know, game plan, and uh, that's that's our focus. It's called leadership, isn't Me. it? I mean, you have to lead the, you lead the way, and uh, yes. everybody else can copy you if they like, if they can d- execute. Right, and and that's exactly the point. Uh, and uh, you know, double underline that execute. You know, it is a product assortment. Everybody wants to be in food service, uh, but the biggest difference that where, where companies separate themselves is really through execution. How they execute in a consistent manner, every single transaction is what makes a difference in terms of how successful a company can be. Let me ask you a little bit um, as we stay on the competitor track about coffee. So you are in a very unique um, market up in the Northeast mm-hmm. where um, there's a particular orange and brown brand of coffee that is uh is almost impossible sometimes to to break through. I, I know Starbucks has problems um even competing up in the Northeast with um Duncan brands right there with you. How are you doing with coffee? How how are um how are you making that an outstanding choice for your customers? Well uh Carolyn you, you know the Norian market is is highly competitive <laughs> to coffee. You know we have uh two big players here dominating the market in Starbucks and Duncan. Uh, and they really do a good job with uh, with uh, their their core product. Where we compete is really on quality and freshness of our coffee. And by giving our customers the freedom to customize their beverage in more ways than our competitors, uh, at a significantly, by the way, it's significantly lower price. So uh, I think that's where uh, I think you get gain some market share in that in that space otherwise obviously be, these two companies are, are some of the best um, you know you, you can you can uh, do what they do and you're gonna lose obviously but if you do some things differently uh, 
hopefully you start gaining a market share. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, separating a New Englander from their uh, their giant extra large blueberry whatever <laughs> from Duncan up there is is next to impossible, I know, that's spending right. time up there. But speaking of fresh and 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 blueberries, or instantly, um, this is how I know you. Is back in the back in the day, uh, you used to work um, when we, I worked at Nax, and you um, we worked on United Fresh Produce Association. Mm-hmm. We worked on a lot of fresh, a lot of getting the um, getting U.S. retailers on board with selling fresh produce, fresh items. But I think produce was one of those big, strong um, uh, leaders, market leaders that we were hoping to grow, um, both for uh, bottom line and also. So for other people's bottom line, in other words, um, getting America eating a little better by having more choices um, out there. So yeah. this is something that I know um, you work with a lot at uh, Nuria. Can you talk to us a little bit about your journey down the the fresh food, fresh produce, especially side? <clears throat> yeah, and uh, it, it seems like it's been uh, ages ago, you know, since we've done that that project. Uh, yeah. In 2014. But, you know, the the. You know, overall, I think uh, uh, fresh food is not for the for the you know. You know, you have to have a strong commitment from planning to execution, really in the space that and 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 quite honestly, we realized long ago that to be successful in, in the category, uh, you, you must take in context not only those categories but the entire business proposition, right? So, for example. Um, if you can't have a meaningful business in, let's say, fresh bakery, right? Uh, you can't really have that, 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 that. You can't be successful in this space unless you really have a quality, uh, you know, good coffee program uh, because it's all about the occasion. And produce is the same thing. Fresh produce, uh, you, can, you can offer produce, but if, you're, if your facilities are tired and, and, and you don't have really... A, fresh food in, in the facility, you're not going to be successful. I mean, we have um, uh, challenges enough with the supply chain when it comes to fresh produce. Uh, that's actually one of the one of the challenges we were trying to address back in 2014 mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with United Fresh is to, to work with the supply chain on uh, ensuring that we had uh, a way uh, to, to obviously get the product uh, directly from the suppliers. Uh, today, there are many hands in the process. By the time it gets to you, it goes through a, a number of either brokers or, 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 uh, uh, or wholesalers uh, to get to you. And by the time it gets to you, it's not as fresh as you want it to be. Uh, plus, the assortment isn't there. Uh, so our plan, um, and I can tell you that, uh, as I did in my past experience, the plan is to build our own commissary with a distribution center where we can have the assortment we want in our stores uh, delivered freshly uh, at least three times a week uh, to the stores. And that's really the commitment you need and the investment you need in in fresh food, not just uh, produce, but bakery, uh, you know, commissary. Uh, Those are things that, uh, you know, companies like us, especially with our size today, uh, need to focus on and need to invest in for the future. You know, one of the things, just just reading what you wrote, what we wrote about you in a, in in the article, and and looking at some of the sort of, you know, the real winners in our industry worldwide. I'd mentioned, I mentioned Seven Eleven in in Denmark to you as one of these companies recently who seem to be doing this. I'd say Circle K in Hong Kong, 
and Marks and Spencers in the UK, they've all done it. They're all famous in their in their markets for being the place where consumers want to go to find something new. You know, that might be a new taste. Uh, it might be, you know, it might be something that's a new trend. But I was just very interested that you you feel that's very important too, because I think you're definitely onto something. Um, any, I mean, w- Tony, would you like to comment on that as well as Joe? You know, in terms of you know, why is it important for our industry to offer newness? We know uh, we can execute on on the food service side, and the other thing is really strategic and long term um, uh, goal for us is to create a, a product that clearly differentiate us from our competitors. Uh, we have a very competitive market here. Um, and uh, one way for us to, to dif- differentiate again is through food service. Um, also, you, you know, when you look at the C-Store uh, business, uh, cool categories a few years ago used to be in the tobacco, uh, and obviously fuel continues to be a, a cool category, but those, those trends are not looking so good, right? So they've been declining uh, for years. Uh, so one way for us to really grow the business organically is uh, through through food service. And I'm not say, saying just strictly in 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 uh, the opportunity is not only in MTO but also in the take home business. Uh, we've seen a number of of companies who've uh, lately have, uh, especially through the pandemic, uh, where they create meals uh, and ship them to homes. Uh, I think we have a great opportunity there to cut the middleman into the delivery where people can, uh, again, uh, we can make those meals and have them ready for people when on their way home, they can pick them up uh, with, at, at a much uh, more reasonable uh, price point. Uh, so I think the, the opportunities in food uh, are tremendous. Uh, and I really, that's why I'm very optimistic about how uh, not only our company is, is really evolving, but also the industry. Because uh, I do believe, uh, you know, uh, tide lifts all boats, and 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 really that helps not not just us, but also helps our competitors when we're doing something uh, well in food service. Absolutely, Tony. Do you do you agree on the on I, the? I will, yeah, I will add one more item. Is we're doing what we're doing by listening to our customers. What do they like to see in Noria? What do they want us to offer in Noria? And where? We're dictating to them. So whatever our offers are in our stores today are really direct uh, requests from our customers to what they would love to see in our stores. You've got to listen to, to, to customers. Um, you, you, the, I guess the other big challenge for our industry is, uh, is in improving the experience, isn't it? You know, as you, you talked about some of the declining categories and we're under pressure there, but we've also <clears> got... Obviously, more in Europe, we've got the energy transition and longer dwell times potentially in in store if we're charging vehicles on the site. And I like the 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 work you're doing in terms of attracting more uh, female customers, um, focusing on you know wash restrooms and making sure that you know you're they're incredibly high standard, incredibly clean. It's a great it's a great experience. That's pretty important, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, yes, yes, yes. It is. Um, I'm gonna tell you. Um, I wanna. I wanna go back then for one second on the food one more time and the quality. You mentioned the quality. Twenty years ago, you used to go and have a hot dog at the station. That's it. And uh, the quality wasn't there. 
now we you, we we strive for best qualities and now the customers our guests are going in and having really a quality uh, meal mm. and that's where the food service is growing in our network and this is why we're growing the food in our stores as we're seeing the successes in the stores we roll the food in and this is where we're growing our market Regarding the facility, the cleanliness, and the bathrooms, it is very important. We hear it day after day after day that bathrooms are one of the priority to our guests, female and male, Mm. um, to make sure the facilities are clean. And that's why now we're building facilities with bigger restrooms, we're building facilities where we're putting the restrooms on the outside walls so we can put windows to bring natural light into them so they don't feel claustrophobic. We're building bigger, cleaner facilities. They ask us to not to stuff the stores when we're building our, our store, our convenience, where keep the aisles away from each other so they can feel comfortable walking around without two people walking across each other and touching each other. And that's why you see in our sites, the, the aisles are much wider, the aisles are much lower, and the stores are bigger. From the forecourt and the outside, you will see a lot of lightings. And that's safety. That's safety for, um, for our customers. That's safety for the moms who has their kids in the cars, and they don't want to leave the cars. So that's why our facilities are so spacious now, uh, are well lit. This is one other thing we do is high ceilings. So they feel you're in a, a much comfortable zone while you're shopping with us at Nuria. Very welcoming. That's no, for sure. absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the, to add to what Tony is saying, I mean, th- that's really important to us because we, we, we are really, you know, positioning the brand as a modern and relevant to our customers. So we have to make sure, uh, obviously, that the everything that we're, you know, that we're trying to communicate with our customers or, or share with our customers is reflected in, in our uh, store design, in our offerings, in the amenities that we provide, especially the bathrooms. Uh, the in-store experience is very important to us, um, you know, and and essentially, you know, in, in, the, in the C-store world, you know, most customers expect their shopping trip to be about the transaction, right? It's transactional. We want to build uh, a, a relationship with our customers where the customer experience is really pleasant in our stores. Um, and, and, you know, when we actually designed the stores, one of the things that we, we, we said, okay, what do we want the stores to look, uh, uh, you know, outside uh, the forecourt, like, like Tony shared, and inside the store. And, and you know, so we, we looked at every aspect of the design uh, to ensure that, uh, again, our strategy uh, for, for uh, and what the brand should look like uh, is is being um, uh, put to action. Uh, so inside the story, you know, you see eye-catching, inspiring artwork that really reflects our, our quest to attract uh, female and younger shoppers uh, to, to our stores. We offer flowers and 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 things that you know, a wide variety of flowers, by the way, and 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 wide variety of healthy foods and new age beverages. Again, to appeal to the 
uh, female, younger uh, shopper. Uh, and the, the, Tony talked about the bathrooms and we, I think we do have maybe some of the most expensive uh, bathrooms in terms of built. Um, we have, inside the stores, we have um, uh, we posted QR codes where customers can communicate to us how they feel about the bathrooms. Uh, and I get every single email uh, that customers send from our bathrooms. Uh, and so uh, that's one way for us to improve as we, uh, we deliver that experience. Believe it or not, uh, one of the things that we, we, we feel is that we, you know, like many of the C-Store uh, uh, retailers out there, uh, customers, uh, more, there's actually sometimes more customers using the bathrooms than buying product from you. So uh, I think, uh, you know, making sure that you have clean bathrooms really reflect on the type of staff you have there. And if people have the confidence in your staff uh, then they have a confidence in your food. They have a confidence uh, in your ability to deliver quality coffee and dispense beverages and things of that nature. Guys, just just thinking about bringing things to you know to to to, to a conclusion and thinking about the the future. Um, what's the it, this business is thirty three years old. You've you've got to you know you've got to a good size, but your plans don't end here, do they? Um, you've got the next 10 years is going to be exciting. So I, so I understand. Yes, indeed. The next 10 years is going to be an exciting 10 years. Uh, last year, we set our company goal to quadruple Nuria. And some people will say quadruple why? And, but our history shows that we double our chain every five years. So we have, we have a proven records that any goals we set, we already reached. For Noria, we are going to quadruple Noria in the next 10 years, and we are well on our way to that. We will do it through multiple uh, um, timelines and multiple uh, businesses. We have been growing our chain through acquisitions and through NTIs. We will continue to look aggressively at acquisitions and we cannot quadruple Nuria stay in regional. So we have opened the cap to go on the national level where opportunity arises. And if the acquisition makes sense to us, we will make sure we, we, take, uh, we take our chance at it. In the meantime, we will continue to organically grow by keeping our pipeline full of new NTIs so we can continue building that line of business. Mm. As well, in the next 48 months, we will brand every store, Noria. So company-wide, whatever stores we wanted to move from a regular store to a Noria store, it will be done in the next 48 months. So we have a very aggressive a business plan. Uh, I allocated the budgets for them, and we are well underway to finish that side of the business. In the meantime, as you know, we have a robust car wash system that we operate under Golden Nozzle. As soon as we finish with the Noria rebranding of all our stores, we will venture into branding the entire net car wash network to Noria as well. So we take all the confusion away from our customers. 
they can we have car washes stand alone be above and beyond we have car washes on some of our sites but the entire network that we will be operating to the customers we will be one noria noria wash noria cafe noria's kitchen noria's fuel noria sea store and with that we can eliminate all the confusion that the consumers have or our customers have that they're going to the shell down the street or the bp on the other corner now they're coming to noria and this is this is what we are trying to to achieve with the rebranding what i'll tell you from my experience that we have seen since we branded our stores noria the customers are more uh, able i don't want to say able able is the wrong word um, accepting us with the food service now we are the corner store of the neighborhood we are not the oil company that happens to have convenience store now we are the convenience store of the neighborhood that happens to have a fuel and this is the change we are seeing in our market well well look guys it's been a pleasure having you on um you know, Joe and, and and Tony. You know, we're 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 really impressed. Uh, the whole industry is impressed with uh, with with your strategy. A lot of people wish they they had um, the Nuria brand now. And and I think when there are six hundred stores in uh, ten years' time, you know, um, it's it's obviously going to be one of the big stories in our industry. So, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, it's been a it's been a pleasure. And you know. We're wishing you the the very best of luck uh, for the future and look forward to, to coming to see you soon, hopefully. Thank you for listening to Shop Talk Live, the podcast. This episode was produced by Dan Munford and Nick Scherzer with support from Jenna Ferguson and Lorraine Evans. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Carolyn Schneer and music was provided by Wolfgang Worley. Tune in every other week for new episodes and please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And learn more at globalconveniencestorefocus.co.uk.